Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back to all of my incredible returning listeners and a warm welcome to those of you who are new to the Sovereign Soul family. I really hope that you enjoy the way that I present various topics on this channel and are able to walk away with valuable and practical pieces of information with each and every episode. This episode is brought to you by the Expansive Journal, which is a journal specifically created to help those of you who are on a journey of personal development and self-discovery. The expansive journal not only includes focused journal prompts that really help you to evaluate the way in which you show up in life, but it also includes customized affirmations along with seasonal guides that outline various practices to help nurture the body, mind, and soul during each of the different seasons. And all of the links for where to get yourself a hardcover or paperback copy will be in the show notes and a special thank you to everyone who has already purchased a copy of expansive i truly hope that it has filled your life with joy and inspiration in today's episode we are going to take a look at how the people that we surround ourselves with in life directly impact our overall well-being and our threshold for growth in our life. And so this includes our level of motivation, our outlook on life, the limitations that we set for ourselves, the overall value and meaning that we give to life and our mental and emotional states as well. And the reason why every single one of the relationships that we encounter in life, regardless of how long they last, are so impactful on us is because a fundamental component of the overall human experience is social connection. And as a result, our entire existence becomes influenced by the various relationships that we have with others. And this is what makes social influence so powerful in that it can directly impact the way that we eat, the way that we dress, and the choices that we make in our lives. And we all know that genetics does play a role and it determines a lot about our behavior, but our social interactions determine so much more. In fact, Children are more susceptible to the core environments outside of their home, which often includes daycare, schools, and social networks, to the point where these social settings begin to shape a young person's mind and sometimes even override the values that some parents try to instill in their children at home. And social media is a really great example of the power of influence in that an influencer, quote unquote, online can simply mention a product and it will be immediately sold out. And the interesting part is these people are often average people without significant or any really credentials, but their level of influence is very significant. And the same thing goes with celebrities and athletes. And you may have even noticed yourself that oftentimes when someone is a kind of at the beginning stages of their career as a singer or an actor, when they're new to the industry, they always start off with their authenticity intact. But what we've seen happen over and over again, in particular in the past, is that when these individuals start off, they might have a more conservative look in terms of their appearance. But majority of the time, they begin to transform 
and in order to fit the standards and the values of the group that they feel they now belong to. So this could be a complete makeover in terms of their look, their how they dress, what they eat, how they show up, their even their music or their acting style. So this is a really tangible example of the influence of the people that we surround ourselves with that we can see happening external. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because hopefully through this episode, obviously that this can be a beginning step for a lot of us, but majority of us don't recognize the influence that our peers have on us. And that's what I'm hoping to dissect throughout this episode. So we can all agree that social influence is powerful, especially in our world today. But what I want to focus on more in today's episode is the impact of the people that we interact with in life. And so to do this, I want to cover some measurable ways in which we are able to see the impact of others just by simply being near or around them. And one of the coolest ways that this happens is that when a group of women live together, whether they are family members, friends, or roommates, their menstrual cycles tend to sync up with one another. So women who live in the same home, the the cyclical nature of their hormones will link and they will get their periods at the same time each month. Another very beautiful example of the depth of connection that we establish with people that are in our close proximity is this natural telepathy that exists between resonant souls. So if you have a friend or partner who is an energetic match to you and you spend a lot of time with this person, the two of you will begin to become in tune with one another one another to the point where you can pick up on each other's subtle shifts in energy and develop almost a sixth sense for the other person. So for example, you might randomly say to your friend, I'm really craving Thai food. And they might say, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about Thai food all day today. Or you might share a story with them about something that's happened to you and their intuition will pick up on the exact same thoughts that you had about the event. So they might say or express something along the lines of, I feel like this situation happened because fill in the blank, or this person said this because, and they express their opinion to you. And what you might notice is that whatever they express is a complete confirmation of how you felt about the situation as well. Now, this doesn't happen with everyone because I'm sure many of you have noticed with certain individuals that you don't feel this soul connection or resonance with, you might feel very out of alignment with them. And if you were to share the exact same story, their opinion that they expressed to you may feel very much out of place or something that doesn't resonate at all. So the closer the soul resonance, the deeper the bond and the connection. And interestingly enough, there was a study that showed that When couples who were in love sat next or close to each other, their breathing patterns and heart rates would match up as opposed to when the couples were mixed, this coherence in breathing and heart rate did not happen between two strangers. And if you remember back a few episodes, I mentioned how every organ in our body emits an electromagnetic field. So it's technically the sinking of energy fields that results in the sinking of a measurable variable. So if our heart rate and breathing rate are impacted to the point where we can measure this change, imagine all of the aspects of our being that are being impacted by those in our surroundings that we can't yet measure, including our subconscious programming and our overall spiritual well-being. Another way in which this telepathy shows up between resonant souls, and we see this a lot 
um, between siblings or mothers who are very in tuned with their children is that even if they aren't physically in the same location, they will experience a physical sensation like nervousness or anxiety when something bad happens to someone that they love. And I'm sure some of you can even confirm this for, for yourselves, having experienced something similar to this in the past. And in the last decade or so, there has been the discovery of something called mirror neurons, which are brain cells that respond to actions that we observe in others. So for example, because of these mirror neurons, we will mirror movements that we see in others. And the most obvious example of this is how babies will imitate the behavior that they see in their parents. So if a parent claps, the baby will clap. If the parent waves, the baby will wave back. And if you laugh or cough, they will mimic that behavior as well. And so these mirror neurons are related to the motor system of our brain, which is responsible for action, but they also tend to send messages to the emotional center of the brain, which gives us the ability to empathize with other people by mirroring their body language. And for the vast majority of us, this mirroring is taking place subconsciously, especially for those who are very empathic in nature. You're not even aware of the fact that you are exhibiting this sort of behavior because the only dynamics where we see this mirroring happening consciously or actively is unfortunately with people who have ulterior motives. But if we are tuned in enough with our intuition, most of the time it's very distinguishable in terms of whether someone's behavior is genuine or manipulative. And what's interesting about these mirror neurons is that they respond equally when we perform an action versus when we witness someone else perform the same action. So for example, if you see someone smiling, that activates the same mirror neurons as when you smile uh, yourself. And both of them have the same outcome, which is a feeling of happiness. So with this, we can see that the people that we surround ourselves with impact our brain chemistry. So we begin to mimic them. And another term for this is actually known as the chameleon effect. So when this is where we begin to mimic the gestures, facial expressions, speech, movements, and mannerisms of the people that we interact with the most. And it's very unconscious again, but it helps us to create a positive bond and improve the rapport that we feel between either people that we know or even complete strangers. So the people that are, again, more empathic in nature tend to mimic more than others. And the significance of this point is that this mimicry is defined as unconscious or automatic imitation. So we subconsciously change our behavior to match the behavior of the people in our inner circle or even strangers. And if we aren't mindful of this, other people's thoughts and behaviors will become our own. And we may end up feeling conflicted within ourselves and our values or in terms of our perspective on life. So I just wanted to highlight those points in particular because I wanted to show what's happening inside the body from a biochemical, neurological perspective, just to show the significance of the things, again, that we can measure. So we can measure uh, behavior and heart rate and breathing rate. And these are some examples of just being around certain people and how that impacts those physiological systems. Now for the next portion of today's episode, I want to focus specifically on the impact of being around negative people in particular. So one study showed that if, if employees sat in a 25 foot radius around a high performer, 
that in turn boosted the performance of the other coworkers by 15%, which was called positive spillover. And the same study showed that the opposite was also true in that if the same employee sat in a 25-foot radius of an underperformer or a toxic employee, not only did the performance of those surrounding this person decrease, but it actually decreased by 30%. So this is called negative spillover, and we can see that it's significantly more impactful in that it doubled the measure of impact. So we went from 15% improvement to 30% reduction in terms of performance. So building on this point further, there was another study that was done on a group of cadets. And what the study found was that the key factor in why certain groups of cadets performed significantly better in fitness versus others was dependent on the motivation level of the least fit person in the group. So for example, if the least fit person was motivated to improve, their enthusiasm helped everyone else in the group improve. But if the least fit person was apathetic or negative, they would in turn drag everyone else in the group down with them. So this shows that negativity is not only contagious, but it has a more powerful draw in that it tends to pull most people in a group towards the lowest common denominator. And if we look at this from the perspective of energy, negative energy is a lower vibrational frequency that is much more dense than positive energy. So it has a higher gravitational pull. And this is why if you tend to be a positive person, you may find it absolutely exhausting trying to make someone who is negative happy because it can feel like this bottomless pit that you keep having to pour into. And not only that, but if you aren't grounded enough in your personal power and inner knowing, someone who is negative in nature can impact your well-being and emotional state as well to the extent that you may begin to feel very ungrounded and unsettled within yourself. And the only way you can remain grounded in these situations is by stepping away from the people that exhibit this type of toxic behavior and continue to do the things that fuel your soul and uplift your energy. And the absolute last thing that you should be focused on in these types of dynamics is trying to change the other person because in doing so it's very easy for you to become entangled in their energy which will make you very susceptible to that lower vibrational vacuum that that energetic state creates so in these dynamics when possible it's best to remove yourself from the situation altogether and just focus on your own personal growth and development and i know this statement may sound a little bit selfish when we look at it from just kind of take it um in simple terms, but really we're not responsible for anybody else's growth. The only person that we are responsible for, the only growth that we're responsible for is our own. And the best thing that we can do for the greater collective is working on ourselves and emitting a state of healing out into the world. We don't need to always be positive. I always emphasize the importance of wholeness. So working on yourself and establishing inner peace and balance within is the absolute best gift that you can give to others instead of trying to change other people. So from all of these examples, we can see how there are several ways in which we're influenced by those in our surroundings and in particular, just being in proximity with certain individuals, whether or not we have relationships or friendships established with them. And to explain this from an energetic perspective, 
we can take a look at this from the perspective of quantum physics and a phenomenon referred to as quantum entanglement which Einstein called spooky action at a distance. So quantum entanglement explains that when particles interact, they become entangled, which results in them being linked even if they are billions of light years apart. So a change in one particle instantly impacts the other. So even if these subatomic particles are split and placed in opposite sides of the universe, billions of light years apart, they communicate with each other instantaneously because of that entanglement. So this shows us that because of this depth of connection, they can move through space and time without limitation. So because we are energetic beings down to our very core, down to the cellular level, our soul level, there is this energetic frequency that we emit. Every single interaction in our lives impacts us both consciously and subconsciously. So much so that one significant interaction with a complete stranger can completely change the way in which you view the world around you. And the impact of our collective consciousness is so powerful that we are even influenced by our ancestors through dreams, signs, and symbols. So if you're connected to that realm, you will definitely start to notice various forms of guidance in your life that exists because of this energetic bond that we all share. And a part of that can be boiled down to this concept of uh, quantum entanglement. So the relationships we cultivate in our lives play a critical role in our personal development. And in particular, one of the most important decisions any of us makes in life is the partner that we choose to build a life with, because this decision is the ultimate determining factor in terms of the direction our lives take and the extent to which we evolve as human beings. And I want to wrap up today's episode by covering two key points. One is that in regards to a particular statement that I've heard many times, which is if you want to be successful, you should surround yourself with successful people. If you want to be rich, you should surround yourself with rich people. And you can always keep alternating the terms within that, that structure of sentence. And as important as it is to have mentors and people that you look up to in life, I also think that we should be very careful not to view relationships as transactional. And this happens far too often when with people who approach life with a lack mentality and are always looking at other people in terms of what they can offer them. And human connection is more than just a transaction of what I can do for you or what you can do for me. Instead, it's about building a trusting bond when where you feel seen, heard, and valued. So if you're always approaching relationships from this perspective of what others can offer you, you're robbing yourself of the gift of authentic connection. And not everyone in your circle needs to be elite or educated. There is so much medicine from every single interaction in our lives if we choose to look at it from that perspective. So I just really wanted to highlight that point because I know that we live in a world where there's a lot of hustle and focus on getting to the next point and building and growing, which is all really beautiful. But a lot of that is based in the physical world in terms of how much you can gain materially. And most of the time people are looking to others to help support them reach that next level. But you should not, that shouldn't be your only guiding force in terms of establishing a relationship with other person. You should not be looking at someone in terms of what they can offer you. You should be more so looking at it from an authentic perspective of building a deeper sense of connection because 
the rest of it will just flow naturally through that as well. The second point is to have clarity on who you are, because as we have covered in today's episode, regardless of the type of relationship, when your footing isn't strong, you can very easily be pulled into a completely different direction in life. So for example, if you are a super active person and end up in a relationship with someone who isn't active at all, whoever is more solidly founded in that their lifestyle will automatically pull the other person towards their lifestyle. So either your partner becomes more active because of you or you become more inactive. And this can be applied to everything, including your values and your beliefs as well. So it's really important to have a clear sense of direction and then surround yourself by like-minded people. And I've always really liked the saying that the friends or relationships that we establish are the families that we choose for ourselves. But I also think it's very important to recognize the potent medicine that exists within each family unit, because there's always going to be clashing energies and personalities with the families that we were given. So this isn't what we chose for ourselves, but this is what we were given. And there is so much room for growth within that family unit, because if everything was smooth sailing, how, and everything went as planned and expected, there would be no growth. Every relationship we encounter is a direct mirror that brings to the surface something that's hidden deep within us. So the things that we may not have known existed are brought up to the surface and it's our job to heal those various aspects instead of running away from the relationships that we feel heavily triggered by. So we begin to accept certain parts of ourselves, reframe our perspective if that's what is required. So the key point that I want to drive home with this message is do not disregard certain family relationships where you know that that person loves you and you love them in, in return, but you just tend to, your personalities tend to clash a little bit. Re- reflect on the reason behind why you're being triggered and shift your perspective because there is so much healing and growth that can come from those relationships that you you don't, you feel safe in. So I'm not referring to the toxic or negative individuals in your life. I mentioned what you need to do in those types of situations, but if you are encountering a bit of an energetic clash with someone that you truly care about and you know that they have your best interests at heart, reframe the way that you approach those relationships. Do not disregard them because there is so much that can, so much positive growth that can come from those very dynamics. So the final point that I want to make to conclude this episode is that the best thing that you can do for yourself, as always, is find out who you truly are. What are your temperaments? What do you like? What do you dislike? What drains your energy? What fuels you? So that you can begin to surround yourself with others and feel that in their presence, it's not causing you to change into a completely different person, that this level of influence is now a conscious thing. So the people that we surround ourselves with, if we are grounded in our inner knowing, should not be shifting us from one perspective to another. We know where we stand and we listen with an open heart and an open mind to the opinions of others without completely transforming our lives um, from one state to another because that's how heavily we feel influenced by whether it's social media or our friend circle. So if any of you are interested and you want to dive deeper into your own personal discovery journey, my expansive journal helps guide you through that exact scenario by providing you with prompts that really help you to gently tell your story in your own time without any external input. 
And with that, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed this week's topic and that there were many points of resonance for you. If you have a family member or friend who you feel might benefit from this week's topic, feel feel free to share it with them. And I'm really, really hoping, and it's definitely an absolute goal of mine to get back into the rhythm of sharing episodes with all of you more consistently and more frequently. So that's definitely something that's on the radar. I've just been, life has taken me in so many different directions in the most recent past. So, but I've always, I always and deep in my heart, I'm thinking about the family that we've created on this channel and all the people that tune in whenever, now that I have time to share an episode, but there are so many topics that I want to continue to build on. And I feel like it's very important uh, given everything that's going on with all of our lives collectively as well. So stay tuned. And I really, really hope that I can connect with you guys next week, if not the following week. So I'm wishing you guys a beautiful rest of your week or two, and I will connect with you in a future episode.